and welcome back to Tub in the Bedroom. I'm your host, Linnea, a.k.a. Lenny. Thanks for coming to have a soak with me. And if it's your first time, welcome to the tub. I feel like the year just started, yet we are already in the middle of March. And according to every outlandish diet and exercise plan that was marketed to you, you should be about 90 pounds lighter by now and completely ready for summer. With that being said, today we are going to step away from all of the toxic and unrealistic ideals of health and wellness and focus on our physical self-investment, which is our topic of discussion today, but we are going to focus on it in a realistic way. Keep in mind, physical self-investment isn't only about exercise. It is about doing things to improve or maintain the health of our physical body. This highly unique mix of water and stardust that allows us to venture through this thing we call life. Since last week was a little bit longer, I'm going to jump into the five tips on how you can start investing in yourself physically. My first tip is the most obvious, get physical. Most of us have heard the saying, if you don't move it, you'll lose it. I think the last two years have proven that is pretty accurate. We all jiggle now. Our bodies don't just need movement, they crave it. Think of yourself like a car. If you don't drive your car, the battery will drain and die. In order for the battery to last as long as it does, cars must be driven to recharge. That is one of the things that movement does for us. It recharges our battery and prevents us from seizing up. Granted, yes, when you first start to move, you'll feel sore, but those are your muscles actually stretching and getting used to this newfound movement. And I know for some of us that the motivation to get moving can be, well, non-existent. Because when we think about movement, we think about those crazy, intense workout videos and that boot camp instructor screaming rude and or demeaning comments at us. We may think of those gym bros that are the equivalent of shake from Love is Blind, but with an eight pack, attempting to body shame others because of their severe self-hatred and loathing. Here's the great part. You don't have to go to those boot camps and you don't even have to go to the gym if you don't want to. There are lots of other ways to incorporate movement into your daily life, no matter if you are a gym rat or you consider yourself allergic to exercise, which is a rare but real condition. If you don't want to start with a dedicated 30-minute or hour exercise block, instead start by increasing the amount of physicality in your daily life. I actually think that this is a better way to introduce physicality and even exercise because to me, having an exercise plan, it's really easy to fall off for one thing or another. But when you increase over time the physicality and the way your life is structured so that you just have a more physical and active life, then those will become habits that benefit you and most likely help you reach a point where you are ready to introduce that exercise block. So if you live close to a grocery store, let's say 10, 15 minutes and only need a few things, instead of driving, you can grab a backpack walk to the store, or if that's not a possibility, park farther from the entrance. 
there is nothing like a Costco parking lot to help you get your steps in. Pretty much, the rule of thumb is for every 30 minutes you spend sitting, you should move a minimum of one minute. A 30 to 1 ratio isn't a bad trade-off. Some other things you can do are stretch, add some dancing to your household chores, get a standing desk or sit on a stability ball, get an under-the-desk bike or elliptical, Now, if you are a person that for one reason or another, you can't stand or stand for very long, or maybe being active in the getting outside and going around a track or a park is not something that's in the cards for you right now, that's totally okay. Just modify it to a chair. Sit in the chair, lift your legs or work your arms. Almost anything that you can do at home or that's really beginner, you can actually modify it to something that you can do sitting in a chair until you are at a place where you can do a little bit more. Unless you need assistance from someone to move your body parts, there is always a way that you can modify something to accommodate you and what you need at the time. Getting physical can be difficult, but so we can have longevity and keep living our best lives, it's something that we need to make a priority. My second tip is Eat healthy 70 to 90% of the time. If you're going to be more physical, you need fuel. That is where eating healthy comes in. However, I don't like the unrealistic aspect of most eating plans, which is the reason why I say 70 to 90%. Because if you take a 10-day block and you're able to eat healthy 7 out of 10 of those days, and before maybe you were eating unhealthy 8 out of 10, I think that's a pretty amazing turnaround. And that's just giving your body the nutrition that it needs in order to function at its best self. And let's face it, trying to eat super duper healthy 100% of the time just sounds like a boring life to me. Now, I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm not going to say what to eat for your body, but the basics are we all need a healthy amount of protein, complex carbs, and unsaturated fats. The amount is usually different for each person. I personally like to follow the healthy plate method, which is pretty much if you have a nine inch diameter plate, your plate always consists of 50% vegetables, 25% complex carbs, and 25% protein. My fats are usually incorporated based on what I'm eating or what I cooked with. If you really, really, really want a piece of cake, eat a small slice, like the actual serving size, because when you eat not an American size, but the actual serving size of cake, you realize how small it really is. But go ahead, eat it after your meal and be merry. Life is too short to beat yourself up over that. And honestly, the more and more that you slowly but surely switch over to eating healthy if you don't already, the more and more you're going to naturally just gravitate towards the healthier foods. And one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to crave cake where maybe you used to crave cake. And you're going to be shooketh and asking yourself, well, who is this non-cake craving person? And you realize, oh my goodness, it's me. I'm the non-cake craving person. So try your hand at eating healthy 70 to 90% of the time. But also don't forget, You don't need to beat yourself up if you want to have dessert. You still have to enjoy life. My third tip is harder than you think, especially in cold weather, which is hydrate. 
If food is the fuel, water is the engine oil. Water does so much for your body. It keeps you hydrated, makes all of your systems run better, makes your skin glow so you don't even need highlight. It's a natural highlight. You can only live three days without water for a reason. It is the lifeblood of humanity. Kind of wild to think that we are running out of fresh water. The rule on water, they say, is that you should drink a half ounce to one ounce of water per pound of body weight, which can be quite a lot for some. So. I always say try to start with getting your eight glasses. Another tip is if it's cold outside and it's making you not want to drink water, make your water warm. On to the fourth tip, which is something that we do one third of our lives. That is sleep. You have to catch those Z's. I used to hate sleep, especially naps, just like all kids do. I just had major FOMO and this went well into my early adult years. I don't know why. I just thought that I was going to miss something of epic proportions, like the end of the world or something was going to happen. And then I was going to wake up and I was going to be the only one all because I slept. Now as an adult, I realize that I very much hate afternoons because I'm a morning and a night person, not an afternoon person. I love a good nap or rest period in the middle of the day. Also, when I was really deep into my keto and biohacking phase, I learned all about the benefits of sleep. Sleep isn't just good for rest-wise, because while you sleep, it's doing things like making your immune system stronger and fighting off viruses and bacteria that get into your immune system. That makes sense, because when we get sick, what do we want to do? We want to sleep. We're very tired. So it actually helps to keep us healthy and ward off sickness and germs. It helps to fight aging. You want to look young. It's a good idea to get that seven to nine hours a day and even reduces stress, which brings me to my fifth, final and most important tip, regulating stress. They don't call it the silent killer for nothing. Left unchecked, stress can raise your blood pressure, cause headaches, body aches, anxiety, depression, lack of sleep, over or under eating, which can lead to weight loss or weight gain or worsen other chronic conditions that you have. Stress can even cause heart attacks, heart palpitations, and it can make aneurysms rupture due to a consistent increase in blood pressure or emotional outbursts due to you already being at a high level of stress. Now, I'm not saying you should be Zen all the time. That seems nearly impossible in our current world without help from something. But you should make it a point to reduce your stress in any way that you can. The first four tips naturally assist with reducing stress. Some other things you can try are practice meditation, deep breathing, laugh more, journal and get your feelings and thoughts down and out of your system. Cry if you need to. See a professional to get guided in proper coping skills to be able to assert yourself or deal with your emotions. Do things that relax you, such as getting a massage, going for a walk. One thing I always think about when managing stress is that rhyme from that 90s show Family Matters that Carl would say, which goes three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? I say it sometimes when I can't quite figure out why I'm feeling so stressed or anxious, but I like to throw in some deep breaths. So it goes more like this. Three, two, one. One, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? It seems odd. It seems weird. But whenever I say it a few times, I eventually figure out what is keeping me up at night. So there you have it. Five tips on how to invest in yourself physically. 
Take what resonates with you, leave the rest. Thank you for coming to have a soak with me. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. I would love to know what you do to invest in yourself physically. So make sure to hit me up at Tub in the Bedroom on all social platforms. And remember, don't stress, and I will see you next week. <laughs>